0: Hey, Story Family, you're listening to The Story at Home. I'm your host, Pastor Giovanna. Join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we offer new episodes that will inspire you to fall in love with the Bible and to lead others in your household to do the same. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our Friday episode of The Story at Home. On Fridays, we talk about leadership to equip you as you lead your household and your groups to fall in love with the Bible. Our Timber Grove campus pastor, Cale Kinchin, is joining me today. Last week, we celebrated his birthday and his first official day as a pastor. Now we can all call him Reverend Cale Kinchin.
1: (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me. The whole reverend thing still kind of weirds me out, but I'm thankful to finally be official Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to dive in today to these Beatitudes.
0: Every week we're studying a specific passage of scripture and this week we're exploring the first part of the Beatitudes found in Matthew 5 verses 1 to 7. Kel, can you please read it for us?
1: Absolutely. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down.
0: So far, we've talked about how the first three Beatitudes speak about the nature of Jesus's ministry, a ministry that was marked by humility and sacrificial love. In verse 6, Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The Apostle Paul helps us understand this Beatitude in Romans when he says that the greatest revelation of God's righteousness is through the gospel. So Jesus is asking us to hunger for Him, to desire His salvation above everything anything else. We can't emphasize this strong enough, guys. For Christians, righteousness is not about our behavior. It's all about Jesus. It's not about what you accomplish. It's about trusting what Jesus has already accomplished on your behalf. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, Kale, how do you encourage the people you lead to hunger and thirst for God's righteousness and to seek God's kingdom first?
1: Yeah, whenever I hear seek God's kingdom first, I I initially get pretty excited because I know that's what I should do. But then I think about how often in my life I put other things first. And and what that really looks like for me is putting myself first. Mm -hmm. It's putting my desires for my life above God's will for my life. What I keep coming back to and really what God keeps reminding me about, it's true humility. And I remember when Kim and I were praying and really wrestling through the decision to step into this call to ministry. Mm -hmm. And you and Eric were obviously really involved in that.
0: (laughs) I remember that brunch at Snooze. I thought you guys would would just leave the church and think that we're crazy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we uh, almost. Uh, But (laughs) I remember thinking in that moment that I just wasn't good enough. I, I just wasn't ready enough to step into this. What, what I was doing was using this fake humility as an excuse to say that I'm just not righteous enough. Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, not those who are righteous.
0: Mm.
1: He's saying you're blessed when you're truly humble and desire to be in right relationship with him. That we're blessed in the striving for righteousness in, in the messiness of living out and leading others as we're just stumbling along following Jesus. And i found that in order to actually lead well, whether that's in your family or your friends, your coworkers, your kids, your spouse, it means to have humility and put God and his kingdom first. Mm -hmm. And it's in striving and thirsting for that every day is how we lead others to do the same. And for me, that starts with getting in my Bible every day. In the last chapter in the book of Isaiah, God says that the poor in spirit, which Jesus just talked about, (laughs) tremble at his word. It's taking God's word seriously. And and I talk to a lot of people who say, if only God just spoke to me or or gave me an answer on this decision. And every time I tell them that he already has, God has already spoken to us Mm -hmm. through the Bible, through Jesus, the word that became flesh in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I found that to be true. And it wasn't until I started taking the Bible seriously that I started following Jesus seriously.
0: You're so right. Uh, we do tend to underestimate the incredible power that Scripture has in shaping us and in shaping the way in which we lead. We can't lead blindly without knowing the Word of God. And oftentimes we think learning the Bible is a side thing or something that we learn casually on Sundays when we hear a sermon. Sometimes we depend way too much on others telling us what to believe instead of learning things on our own. But it's so important that we develop this discipline if we want to become mature believers who can lead others to follow Jesus. My first advice to anyone hoping to learn the Bible is to find the right resources. See it as though you were preparing to run a marathon. Nobody runs a full marathon without training or without the right gear. It's the same when it comes to learning Scripture. Finding the right resources and the right instruction are key to succeeding. But how do you get through the initial barrier of feeling completely intimidated by Scripture and turning it into a daily discipline? Kill. You lead discipleship here at The Story. What is your advice?
1: Yeah, I found that one of the main reasons people fall out of Bible reading plans or committing daily time in the Word, it's because they try and do it alone. The Bible was meant to be read within community. That's how Mm. Jesus, that's how Paul, uh, first century Christians, that's how they read the Scriptures. And I can't overstate how important community is during this season. We were made from community for community, Mm -hmm. and I want to encourage everyone listening that's not in a group to get connected. At at The Story, we have a bunch of groups that are open to anyone that study the Bible in authentic fellowship. Right now, our groups are studying the book of Job together, and it has been powerful to see how group members are reading together and holding each other accountable throughout this season.
0: I've loved the Job study, and I lead a group on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. in case anyone is interested. I also recommend using the Bible Project. It uses visual storytelling to teach scripture. You can watch videos about any book of the Bible for free through their website. And as far as Bibles are concerned, I, I recommend the NIV Study Bible. It's simple with plenty of study references and resources. But I agree with you, Kel, that finding a group is truly the best way to learn the Bible. No matter where you find yourself today, I want to encourage you to take that first step. Make an intentional effort to choose God over everything else. Set time apart to be with God in prayer and to study the scriptures. I'm holding you in prayer as you begin this journey, and I know Kel is holding you in prayer as well. It will transform you and the way in which you lead others. Thank you again for joining me, Kale. Would you please let everyone know how to register for groups? And can you please pray for us as we close today's episode?
1: Absolutely. The easiest way to get connected is through our website. It's thestory.church/groups, And you can always email me at kalekinchen at thestory.church. I'd love to answer any questions and get you plugged into a group that fits for you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, that it's alive and active and penetrates our souls to recenter our lives around you, training us in righteousness. Keep teaching us to put you first and to let everything else fall into its rightful place. Help us to lead with integrity and engender us in true humility and genuine repentance and radical dependence so that your kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, in your power, renew our strength so that we can all lead well and not grow weary. Deposit in us a new heart that hungers and thirsts for righteousness today. It's in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Story at Home. And remember, church isn't just a building we go to. It's a family that we belong to.